Before going on a road trip or any kind of journey, you plan your trip with a particular destination and route in mind. Why don't we do that with life? So many people have no idea where they are headed or how to get there. Thankfully, God has provided us with a roadmap and with signposts along the way to guide you along the best path for your life, the one you were made for, the life you were created to live. Journey through life. Well, good morning. It's good to see you and welcome to our fall kickoff event. Also, Welcome to the very first Sunday that we're going to two services, and congratulations on being the early crowd who got out of bed and came to the early service. Well, today I want to share a message, it's a short message, but it's the beginning of a three-part series that we will continue to look at next week and the following Sunday, and this message is called Journey Through Life. Journey Through Life. And you may have noticed, in case you haven't picked it up yet, that we've got a kind of, you'll see the road there, we've got a kind of uh, road trip theme going on. Um, for, For instance, after the service, when you go out, you're going to discover some really fantastic food trucks out there to, to uh, satisfy your hunger because when you're on a road trip, you get hungry, you see a food truck, you stop, and you have something to eat. We've got the food trucks here. You may even have noticed some supercars out there in the front that somebody kindly lent us for the day. <laughs> and so uh, be very, very careful with them, please. They're very expensive. And uh, you're not, going, you're not going on a trip on them. We're not going to give you a shot in them or anything like that. But you can look and pine for them from a distance, okay? Um, other things will be taking place around the building and around the service that are continuing uh, our, our road trip theme. Because I want you to imagine that your life is like a road trip, that you're, you know, when you go on a road trip, normally you don't go on a long road trip or a long journey without having at least some idea of where you're going and how you're going to get there. Now, maybe you have done one of these road trips, I have before, where you decide, let's just see where the road takes us. We don't have any plans. But the road always takes you to some sketchy place (laughs) that you want to get out of as quickly as possible. Have you ever noticed that with your life, when you don't plan your life, when you don't plan your journey? Sometimes your life ends up in some sketchy place that you want to get out of as quickly as possible. But if you're going on a road trip, You plan out where you're going, how long it may take you to get there, and you want stops along the way. You don't want to end end up running out of gas in the middle of Saskatchewan. I've done that before. (laughs) 
you know, I even did plan it out. It said on the GPS where all the little gas stations were, you know, and when the red light comes on and you think there's one, apparently there's a little town. If we just go off the highway, it says there's a little town there. And you go all the way down there and you see, where's the gas station? Oh, that shut down in 1983. I've got no gas left, you know. You, You want to plan things out better than that. And yet, although we tend to plan road trips out, very often we don't plan our own life out. And when we are on a road trip or when we are on a a long journey, one of the things that is helpful is that every now and again, a signpost comes up. It tells us what the next city is or where the next rest area is or how many kilometers it is to a certain place. And so those road signs, as they come up, they give us the indication that we are going in the right direction and that, uh, that things are working out and that we are on plan and we're on schedule. Or if we have taken the wrong exit, if we are off schedule, the next time we see one of these road signs, we suddenly realize, I'm not supposed to be going in this direction. This doesn't look right. I need to get back on to the highway and go in the right direction again. Well, I want to do something a little bit different this morning. What I want to do is I want to share with you a story. I want to share a story with you. It's a, it's a made-up story about a made-up person. I'm going to make this person a boy, but it could equally be a girl. I'm going to call this boy Joe, but he could, or she could equally be called whatever you're called. Because although this is a hypothetical story, we're going to look at Joe's journey through life. We're going to look at his life And as he goes through his journey of life, and as things begin to change in Joe's journey, we're going to see certain signposts come up on the screen. These signposts won't tell us what the next city is or how many kilometers it is to get there. These signposts will be verses that come from the Bible. And as these verses come up, then they're going to be a signpost that Joe is going in the right direction or perhaps that he needs to make a course correction in his life to get back on track. Because of of time, and this is just going to be a short story, I don't have time to fill in all of the details. And anyway, the specific details of Joe's life would be different to the specific details of your life. And so as you listen to this story, I want you to think about it, not about a story about somebody else called Joel, but I want you to apply this story to your own life. And as you apply this story to your own life, I want you to be filling in the details that apply to you in your journey through life. And I want you to also try and identify where you currently are in your journey through life. And I want you to take special note of the uh, signposts that are going to come up 
as we travel through this journey and see which ones apply to you, which ones are speaking to you, which ones are showing you that you're on the right path, or perhaps are warning you that you've taken a wrong turn, and you need to do a U-turn, and you need to get back on to the highway that, you, that is right for your life. So, let's go to the story now, and let's begin by telling the story of Joe. The first thing that Joe was conscious of was the light. He didn't, he wasn't aware of anything else, but he was aware of one thing. This light that was gazing at him, and he was gazing back at the light, the way a baby and a mother would gaze at each other. And Joe was also aware that this light was living and was conscious and was loving and was all-powerful and was all-knowing and was protecting him. And Joe was being embraced by the love that he felt radiating from the light. And he just lay there in a state of bliss and ecstasy and love. What he was experiencing was just what the Bible says. It says God is light, and in him there is no darkness at all. God is love, and whoever lives in love, like Joe was experiencing, lives in God, and God lives in them. Now, Joe hadn't actually been born yet. In fact, Joe hadn't even been conceived yet. And Joe would probably have been very confused to hear debates and conversations about whether his life was going to begin at his birth or at his conception or at some point in between, because as far as Joe was aware, he was already alive. He was already conscious, and he was happy, and he was loved, and he was blessed, even though his physical life had not yet begun. I know for us sitting here, that might sound really hard for us to understand, but we've been given a signpost to guide us about this. It's just as the Bible says, before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart and I chose you for a purpose. And then the light and then the loving presence, and then God spoke to Joe, spoke to him lovingly and yet powerfully and authoritatively, and said to him, Joe, I have a job for you to do. I've created you different than anybody else. I've created you for a purpose. And I've got some place for you to go and something for you to do. 
I'm going to send you to a new world. It will be very different from where you are now. And when you go to that world, you will discover a whole new existence. And it will, there will be a whole lot of things to take in. It will be a very noisy world, a very bright world, a very loud world, a very busy world. And when you get to this new world, there will be so much for you to take in that you're going to forget about me and about this place and about this conversation. And you're going to have to learn what this new world is all about. And you're going to have to learn how to negotiate your way through this life that I'm sending you to. And you're going to have to rediscover who you are, who you truly are, and who I truly am, and why you are truly there. And when you discover those things, you and I are going to go on an adventure together and create a work of art with your life and turn it into a masterpiece. And you're going to do amazing things and leave that world a better place than you found it. Now, this was an awful lot for Joel to take in, but it was just as the Bible says. It says, we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Jesus Christ so that we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. Now, the next thing Joe knew was that he was in a darkened place. He was no longer surrounded by light. But yet, this dark place wasn't scary. It was safe, and it was comfortable, and it was warm, and it was secure. And Joe was aware that there was changes taking place in him that he was beginning to stretch and he was beginning to grow and he was beginning to change form and he didn't need to do anything. It was all being done for him automatically by an ever-present, loving, supportive, creative life force. It was just as the Bible says, you made all, my, all the inner parts of my body and you knit me together in my mother's womb. Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvelous. I know it so well. Now, there was lots of times when Joe was in this dark, safe, warm place that he was aware that this wasn't the only world. There was another world. There was something on the other side, so to speak. Sometimes he was aware of movements and noises. And sometimes he was even sure he could hear a vague voice in the background talking to him. And then one day, something unusual happened to Joe from his safe place. He began to feel a little bit uncomfortable, maybe even a little bit unwell. And then he found himself moving involuntarily 
down a dark tunnel. <laughs> and as Joe moved down this tunnel, he saw light at the end of the tunnel. <laughs> and as Joe entered into the light, he saw a face and heard a voice. And it was the voice that he had vaguely heard in the background all this time. It was the mother. And the mother really existed. And Joe felt safe in the mother's arms. And he had a feeling that his future was going to be good and was going to be filled with hope because it was just as the Bible says. I know the plans that I have for you, says the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. And Joe's life on earth begun. And it became very fast paced, very quickly. Joe discovered that this is a busy world. And life is very busy and very fast. And there's always things to do and places to go and people to see. And growing up for Joe was probably much the same as growing up for anybody. Joe learned to make friends and he had good friends. And he had good memories. And he had good times growing up as a child. But there were other occasions where Joe had bad memories, where Joe had hurtful and harmful, perhaps even traumatizing experiences. There were times when Joe wasn't all that nice to others, and he hurt other people too. Maybe Joe's parents were great and supportive and loving and kind, or maybe they were negligent or even abusive. The details don't matter. What matters is that Joe was just like every one of us. Joe discovered that life can be both good and bad. And as he was growing up, Joe discovered that he himself can be both good and bad, just like all of us. It was just as the Bible said I know that there is nothing better for people than to be happy and to do good while they live. And people should eat from food trucks and drink from the cafe and enjoy the fruits of their labors for these are gifts from God. And yet, everyone has sinned. We have all fallen short of God's glorious standard. So over the next 20 years, Joe was just learning about life. He was learning about school, and he was learning about family, and he was learning about friendships, and he was learning about relationships, and he was learning about hobbies and interests and things that he liked and things that he didn't like. As he grew, he began to chase a career. He began to... Uh, earn money. He began to learn the excitement that opportunities bring, and he began to learn about the burden that responsibilities bring. He began to learn everything about life that we all go through in our journey. Then one day, Joe met an old friend of his that he hadn't seen for many years, 
And his friends seemed happy and bright and quite confident. And yet, as they talked, his friend seemed to just face the same difficulties in life that Joe himself faced. He had problems, he had difficulties, and yet they weren't getting him down. And his friend explained to Joe that he had become a Christian, that he had put his faith in Jesus Christ and had come into a relationship with God, and how that had made all the difference in his life. And even though he was still going through the same journey through life as Joe and everybody else were going through, he wasn't going through alone. He had God with him. He had guidance. He had signposts along the way that he could follow. And he invited Joe to come to church. Now, Joe felt a little bit awkward and embarrassed by the conversation. Maybe even a little bit kind of hostile or reluctant. But he reluctantly agreed, okay, I'll come to church, to your fall kickoff event. I'm sure it'll be old-fashioned and boring and I'll never come back again, but I will come anyway. Because you see, something was stirring in Joe's heart. It was what the Bible says. It says God has made everything beautiful in its time and he has planted eternity in the human heart so that even though people can't see the whole scope of God's plan, God's work from beginning to end, there's something in us that desire to know the answers. And Joe had that desire, so he came to church. And when Joe came to church, it was very different than he thought it was going to be. First of all, it wasn't old-fashioned or boring. It was alive, and there was an energy there, and the people were kind of like normal and not strange or spooky or overly religious. They were just like him. In fact, he even recognized some neighbors and work colleagues there, and there was, a, there was an energy in the room that he couldn't quite put his finger on. It was like a presence that he could feel as everyone sang and as they prayed. And that presence made Joe feel kind of good and kind of bad at the same time. First of all, it made him feel bad because he suddenly fell out of his depth. Everybody else seemed to know something that he didn't know. He felt like they knew about this God and he didn't. He was suddenly aware of all of his sins and all of his mistakes and all of his regrets and all all of the wrong paths that he had taken in life. But he was also aware that this presence was was bringing a, a sense of excitement and a sense of hope and a sense of faith. He realized that God was real. It was just as the Bible said, Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And Joe was beginning to taste and feel that freedom. And that day, Joe heard the message of the Bible. He heard that a loving God created all of us. And he is our Father. 
And yet every one of us has become selfish and sinful and has strayed away from God and from his ways and decided to go our own way. And we've all taken the wrong paths in our journey through life. And we've all got lost in rural Saskatchewan with no gas stations and no one to help us. And we need a savior And that day he heard how God sent his son Jesus who lived and died and rose again. And that when he died on the cross, he took the sins of the whole world upon himself. And when he rose again from the dead, he rose with the power to save and forgive and to change our lives. And that day at the end of the service, When the pastor led the whole congregation in a prayer, Joe prayed that prayer too. And in that prayer, he put his faith in God and accepted Jesus Christ as his own savior. And that day, Joe felt like he was starting a brand new journey through life. Just as the Bible says, Anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life has gone and a new life has begun. And that was what happened to Joe that day. Now, over time, as Joel continued on his spiritual journey and got more and more involved with church and more and more involved with his relationship with God in prayer and in studying scripture and in discovering the signposts that would guide his life, Joel grew as a person over the next couple of decades. His life took on new purpose and new meaning. And yes, he did the things that everybody does. He built a career. He looked for a house. Perhaps he met a nice woman and married her. Maybe they had children. Joel's life had many seemingly normal things in it, but now it had meaning. And now it had purpose. And now Joel realized that he had been sent here for a purpose, that God had made him different from everybody else. And he began to discover who he was and what God-given gifts he had been given. Maybe he was skilled at teaching and working with children, or maybe it was science and math he was good at, or maybe he was artistically creative, or whatever it is, Joe discovered the unique person God made him to be, and he began to discover his life purpose, and he began to live life to the full. It was just as the Bible says, it says don't just copy the behaviors and customs of everyone else around you, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will discover God's will for your life, which is good and which is, what is it? It's good and pleasing and perfect. It pleased Joe. It brought fulfillment and it gave him the perfect life. So be honest in your evaluation of yourself because God in his grace has given us all different gifts and different things we're good at. And so Joe discovered who God was and who he was and why he was here and he grew through life. Then one day, 
Joe had an unusual experience. He was at home, but he began to feel a little bit unusual, maybe even a little bit unwell. And then he found himself moving involuntarily up and out of his body. He could look down and see his body lying in the bed. He even saw a little silvery cord attaching him to it. And then the cord snapped and he felt free. He had heard about these experiences before of people who had been resuscitated on an operating table and had had a glimpse of leaving their body, but it just felt so normal to him now, not strange at all. And then he found himself in a warm, dark, safe, comforting place. And then he realized that he was in a tunnel, in a dark tunnel. And then he saw light at the end of that tunnel. And he began to move involuntarily towards the light. And as he got into the light, he saw a face and he heard a voice. And it was a voice that very often during his journey through life, when he was praying, when he was reading the Bible, when he was at church, he thought vaguely in the background he could hear this voice. And here it was. It was the Father. It was his heavenly Father. And he was home. And he felt safe in the Father's arms. And it was just as the Bible says, Remember your creator now, while you're young, before the silver cord of life snaps, and the earthen vessel you live in is broken, and your spirit pours out like water. Now Joe knew it was time for him to give an account for everything that he had done and experienced while down in this world. He saw his life begin to play before him like a movie. But it was as if time stood still and his whole life was portrayed before him. And he not only saw his life, but he felt it. He could feel it from everyone else's perspective. He could see that the times that he had said or done hurtful or harmful things, that it had deeply wounded and affected other people and set off a chain reaction of negative things in the world. And Joe felt grieved and broken about the things that he had done wrong and the mistakes that he had made and how selfish he had been. But then he also saw that the times that he had thought good things and said good words, and done good works, that it was God that had been inspiring him to do that, and how that too had set off a chain reaction, and had brought blessing to people and to this world, and had left this world a little bit better than he had arrived in it. And Joe discovered that this universe had been his university, that he had come here to learn about who God was and who he was and why he was here. And Joe discovered that going against God's ways brings hurt and pain and grief. 
But going with God in your journey through life brings love and life and blessing. It was just as the Bible says. We must all stand before Christ to be judged and to give an account. We will each receive whatever we deserve for the good or evil we have done in this earthly body. Now, Joe felt broken about all of his mistakes, but as he saw his life unfold before him, he saw that the most important decision that he had ever made was the day he put his faith in Jesus Christ. That on that day, his sins were washed away, that he was forgiven, that he was brought back into the family of God, and that his father was always with him through the good times and the bad times. And he discovered the truth that God loved him and this world so much that he sent his son Jesus so that when Joe or anyone else believes in him, they shall never perish, but shall have everlasting life. And as Joe saw that, the love and the peace that came from the light, that came from God, that came from his father washed over him and healed him. And he once again felt crowned with the bliss and the love of his heavenly father, just as the Bible says. The time of my death is near. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. And I have remained faithful. And now the prize awaits me, the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give me on that day. That was Joe's journey through life from beginning to end. And kind of a little bit like Frodo Baggins, who started in the Shire, went to hell and back and ended up back in the Shire. Joe started in the presence of his father, went out on this great adventure of life, discovered the love of his father with him through Jesus Christ and returned back to where he came from. And that is not only Joe's journey through life, That is my journey through life, and that is your journey through life. And so my question to you today is, what about you? What about your personal journey through life? Where are you currently in your life's journey? You see, you could be at a number of places, especially when it comes to the most important part of your journey through life, your faith journey your spiritual journey. I just want to look at an image here that shows us different stages that we can be at in our journey through life. When it comes to God, when it comes to faith, when it comes to what Jesus Christ did for us to forgive us and to bring us a new life, we can be hostile towards that. I don't want to know. I'm not interested. Or maybe you're open Okay, there could be something to this. Like Joe, when Joe heard about his friend saying you should come to my church, maybe you're here today because 
you're at that exact same spot in your journey where Joe was. Maybe you're only here reluctantly because a friend invited you to come to church. But you're at that point and you're listening and you're open. Or maybe you're seeking. Is this true? Is this real? Could God really come into my life? Or maybe you're at the place in your journey where Joe was that day he went to church that you are ready to make a faith commitment to believe in Jesus, to put your life in God's hands and to trust him. Maybe you've already done that, but maybe you've never really connected with church and with your brothers and sisters. Maybe you're not growing in your faith or serving and doing the, discovering your God-given gifts and putting them into practice. Wherever you identify in your journey of faith, Joe went through all of these stages. Most of us go through all of these stages. People, I want to encourage you, identify where you are, because in a moment, I'm going to lead us in a prayer just the same way as the pastor in the story led Joe and the congregation in a prayer. And during this prayer, as we say it together, I'm encouraging every single one of us to take at least one step forward from where you currently are in your journey through life to the next step. But just before we pray that prayer, we are going to watch a video a video of somebody else's journey through life. And just before we watch that video, I want you to just reach out your hand, unless you're in the front row, to the little rubber band in the seat in front of you, and you're going to find this here. It says, my spiritual journey. I want to encourage you to take it out. In the middle, there is an image very similar to the image that we have on the screen. This is for you to take home, to have a read at it, and to help you decide where you are and what your next step is. On the back of the card is a prayer, very similar to the prayer I'm going to be leading us in in a few minutes, that you can take home and pray again at home. And so I encourage you to take that out and hold on to it, and also take the invitation, Journey Through Life, which will tell you about part two and part three of this message, which we will look at over the next two weeks. But first of all, let's watch a video. It's a video about somebody, of someone who is part of the Gateway family and about her journey through life. And after we watch that, let's pray together and let's take the next step in our journey through life. It was about two years ago that Michael and I were on a journey to find a home church. I have had um, a relationship with Jesus for about 10 years, and Michael was just on the beginnings of his journey to, um, yeah, just get that relationship with Jesus. And so we went through a, a few different churches throughout the city. Um, they were all lovely, but nothing felt like home. Nothing felt like what we, what we wanted or what we... It's interesting what you... It's like God knows what you need, even if you don't know what you need, but 
nothing felt like home. Um, and it wasn't until a birthday party where a lady that we didn't know was talking about church and she talked about a church she used to go to and she recommended Gateway. And we tried it one day and um, yeah, it was just, it was the greatest uh, beginning of a journey for, for us as husband and wife together for Christ. The very first Sunday that we came, we drove up. Um, I remember the feeling just intimidated by the parking lot. It was huge. Um, and we just looked at each other and was like, let's just do this. And excited and nervous all at one. And yeah, as we approached the building, not even, like we weren't even in the building. And I remember just, just touching the door and I remember feeling this overwhelming sense of the Holy Spirit just like hit me and like it moved me and I just, I felt, yeah, I haven't felt that in a really long time. And then we like actually went through the doors <laughs> and we're greeted by the greeters and it, it wasn't just that we were greeted, but there was, there was a sense of like love and atmosphere and culture that you can't explain unless you've actually gone through it and you've actually like just to feel that welcomed instantly you feel just connected and that was a really really cool feeling and um, going into the service itself was amazing uh, we always joke about coming for the worship and, and staying for the accent because um, it was pretty awesome I can't remember the, the exact sermon but it was it was so tangible to our life and it was so on point and it was so relatable and it was so for us right now and for Michael and I on different journeys like me being a Christian for 10 years already and he was just coming into it it was so cool that we could both get something so strong out of it on separate paths but also together and it was awesome um, and and when you yeah I just remember like looking around and and, and people were not just worshiping, but they were like, there was a unity about it. People were all t like together, and it was something that I I can't I haven't found in in Edmonton um, since. So it was yeah. I just remember just feeling super moved and looked at Michael and I was like, whatever this is, I'm I'm on fire for it. So yeah, my life since joining Gateway has changed dramatically on so many different levels. Um, singly, um, my relationship with Jesus is, is better. Um, I feel challenged at this church. Um, as, as, a, as, as being married, our, our relationship is totally different. Um, since we came, Michael got baptized. We've joined teams. Um, being a part of Alpha, was absolutely unreal because it just it strengthened my relationship with Jesus it strengthened our, our marriage I always was kind of missing the corporate worship I I had a relationship like quietly a quiet prayer life but um, it, it's really cool to like have a community walk with you um, yeah it, corporate worship so powerful uh, Getting involved in in the church has has changed. Um, I don't know. It just it, it's really cool to be a part of teams. You you meet people, and you get deeper in your relationships with people and, and with God, and um, that that changes your life. You every time I leave this building, I feel edified, and and 
I take that with me into everything I do, um, and I wouldn't have had that if I didn't if I didn't come to Gateway. I'm really blessed to have found Gateway. Come on, let's stand up together. Let's all stand together. <clears throat> We're putting a prayer up on the screen here. And before we pray it, let me just point out what we're doing. We're going to do what we heard about in the story. We're going to pray a prayer in which we commit our life, our entire life, our past, our present, and our future into God's hands. We're going to put our faith fully in Jesus Christ who lived and died and rose again for us and for our salvation. And we're going to ask that God would wash our lives clean from everything negative and wrong, that he would fill us with his spirit, with his presence, and he would guide us through life. Now, for some of you, this may be the very first time you've ever prayed a prayer like this. And I want to promise you, when you open up your life to God, things will begin to change. Your life will begin to take on a new purpose and a new meaning. And you will see it go in a whole new direction. And maybe you've prayed prayers like this before, but today you are taking the next step in your journey through life. And you are making sure that God is going to be your guide for the rest of your future. So I want to encourage you. I want to encourage you to put your hands out. If, that's, if you don't want to do that, that's fine. I'm going to encourage you to keep your eyes open as we say this prayer, because we're going to read it off the screen. And I want to encourage you to, as we say this prayer out loud together, be thinking in your mind about the meaning of the words and be believing them with all your heart. Let's pray together, church. Let's say it together. Are you ready? Father God, I come to you today to give my life to you, my past, present, and future. I place it all in your hands. I believe that you sent your son, Jesus Christ, I believe that he died on the cross to take away my sins. I believe that he rose again from the dead and is alive forevermore. Today I turn from my sins and place my trust fully in Christ. I ask you to forgive me, cleanse me, and change me. Let your spirit come into my life and fill me now. From now on, I am a follower of Jesus Christ. Help me to live for you all of my days. Thank you for hearing me and saving me. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Let's give God a praise, church. Come on.